you're listening to The Ashley Lachlan Show. I'm Ashley, and I'm here to help you build a wildly successful and profitable business on social media. I created my own rags to riches story and built a seven-figure business on social media in the midst of motherhood, and my passion is helping other female entrepreneurs do the same. I'm sharing my best marketing, mindset, and sales strategies to help you love the process and scale your business to six figures and beyond. Let's dive in. Welcome to today's episode where I have a very special and old friend joining me. Her name is Becky Choi. She is the creator of the Tummy Warrior program, and she's helping women all over the world fix diastasis recti. If you don't know what that is, you will. You'll learn. However, I brought her on here because I want her to share her business growth over the years. She is somebody who turned her own story, her own experience into a thriving business. And she had some obstacles, she had some detours, but she has finally found her footing and found her place and has absolutely blown up. This is such a remarkable story, and she has so many great nuggets of information to share with you. So, Becky, welcome. I am so excited to be here, Ashley. I've been so excited since I reached out to you. I'm like, oh, should I, should I know? Like, you know, it's like you've been like a really old friend, a really good mentor to me. I I, I feel nervous reaching out to you for no reason. And I didn't need to. <laughs> well, it's so funny. It's kind of like where the student um, passes up the teacher. I, I feel like you're like so much more successful than I am, Becky. It's so cool to watch. Thank you so much. And it's really because of you. I, I really have to give all that credit. And you might not even notice. I, I, but if it, was, if it wasn't for you, and I'm going to share that story in this podcast, but if it wasn't for you, I, I don't think I really would be here, to be honest. Oh, you are so sweet. And I am sure that you would have found your place. I remember... I was on vacation and we had our first conversation on the phone and you were just so eager and ready to go and so motivated. And I just knew, I know within a few minutes of talking to someone, whether they're going to be successful or not. And I just knew that you were going to take off in that time of me. I remember we were in Hilton Head Island. I was walking around looking at these horses and I was on the phone with you. And I will never forget that moment of realizing like this girl has it. She has the it factor. She's going to make it. So Becky, tell us your story of where you started, what happened, how you got here. Give it, give us all the info. Yeah, yes, I would love to. Uh, uh, yeah, so like back in, I guess I, I was have to say almost five years ago. And I just had my daughter five years ago. She just turned five last month. So it was just a couple months after I had my second baby and I'm in Canada. So in Canada, we are very privileged. We are blessed to have a year and a half maternity leave. So don't, don't hate me. <laughs> so we do have a really long uh, maternity leave. And uh, so I was at home, you know, some moms would be like, oh, I'm so busy. Like I need to do this. And I, my, my baby is all over me. But for me, I actually feel almost the opposite. I felt like I was a little bit bored at home. Like, yes, I have the baby. Sure, I need to take care of them and my toddler, who is only two at that time, because I have two under two. And then I, I, I was busy with them. But at the same time, I felt like oh, something was missing. Like there was something in me that was like, I still feel a little bit bored. Like, OK, if, if they're napping, I'm just going to watch a show. It's like I felt like I was wasting my time. And then I was thinking, you know, I have a whole year and a half. I could do a lot of the things a year and a half when I didn't need to work. So 
And at that time, I was just looking really chubby and I had this huge belly that I didn't know what it was and actually was talking about diastasis recti, which is my niche, which I'm going to share more with you on that later. But I, I didn't know what it was and I was just looking really big. I, I really wanted to work out. I, I knew I had to. And then somehow, I don't know how, but I saw you on Instagram. Maybe it just popped up on my feed on Instagram. And I was I was really curious and interested. You look like you're always so happy. You were working out with your London. Like you only had London at that time. You were working out with her. You were holding her out. And it's just so cute. It was that perfect picture for me. Like role modeling the healthy behavior as well as like you you I knew you were you had a business at also I didn't exactly what you were doing but I knew you had something I'm like wow this is so cool I didn't know that like, I was always curious about how people make money online like how do you just work anywhere on a laptop and make money like how does that work and then so I was following you and um, I was reading a lot of your posts. I was like, I scroll back all the way up. I just like keep creeping you. I was reading you and, and, and I just like, wow, this lady, like she was just a teacher, regular teacher. And, 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 and like somehow you were having a thriving business and just by working out and like you look so fit, you look so good. You were so big before, like you look so good. Like it was both of my world. Like I want to be fit. And I want to be able to build a business like you had that perfect picture for me. So I just started to reach out to you. I remember and you thought I was just interested in the uh, the, uh, the fitness. And I'm like, no, no, no. Tell me more no, more about that. Um, the business side of things, uh, which you, uh, we, you know, we were doing Beachbody at that time. And then so you plugged me into this Facebook group. I watched all your videos probably within an hour or two with my baby here and then my daughter crawling on me. And then, and then I knew all about it. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's get started. But you know what the thing is? I had no idea what network marketing is. I have no idea what MLM was like. It was not like it was, it, I didn't know what it was. I just knew, I just thought you, you explained it in a way like, oh, you just need to share your product. You just need to share your thing. And you just need to tell people what you do while you are walking the products of the products. I'm like, yeah, I need to work out. Oh yeah, I can do this. I was just so fired up. Um, and then so, so that's, that's that. I mean, we started and then, um, and then so, so I lost a lot of weight. So that was really cool. <laughs> And I and I I I started posting the things you were uh, teaching us to post, like a lifestyle motivations. You know, posting uh, my workouts, which I did a lot, almost every day. And what was really interesting too was like personal development. It was something that I've never done before. I've never read a book like my entire life, other than textbook. And so like you 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 had us uh, read. A, uh, a book and I remember the very first book was The Compound Effect and so The Compound Effect was really that game changer that set me up for that foundations of having that right kind of mindset like yeah no nothing will 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 grow fast but if you are doing seemingly insignificant things day by day it will grow so I got that concept and then so I just kept doing it kept doing it I, I mean, it was really slow. It was painfully slow. and But I didn't give up. I didn't give up. Uh, and then so I, at one point, I was just, I think maybe like a year later, uh, if you, you can just like kind of interrupt if I'm like so off track with my story, because <laughs> like, I have so much to share. I'm like trying to like, not to tell you every single little details, otherwise 
we can be here for like four or five hours. But but I think it was just so painfully slow, even though I had a little bit of success, success with the beach body, but it was just so slow with the business part of things where my uh, fitness, I thought it was going well. But the thing at the same time while I was building my business was that for me, fitness, why physically? Uh, my diastasis recti was still a problem. So for those of you who don't know what diastasis recti is, basically it's an abdominal separation. It's actually really common for most mom. Actually, 60% of moms have this uh, abdominal separations after having their babies. So the muscles stretch to accommodate the growing baby. And for some moms, those muscles does not go back into its original shape. It stays wide and stretch, making somebody look like they are still five, six months pregnant. It might accompany with back pain, with incontinence, and it could lead to having a hernia. So it could cause a lot of issues, but the most prominent part was like, oh, wow, she still looked like she's still pregnant. So that was that thing. And I, even though I lost a lot of weight, I felt like a lot of the time I was still looking like I was still pregnant five, six months. And so I was really curious on like, okay, what's going on with this? And like, so I just kind of dug myself into that rabbit hole of like, okay, I need to find out what's going on with myself. And because I was trying to figure out what that is. So I started sharing that part of the story on my social media. And I remember having that interaction with you, Ashley, one time we had a coaching call. I'm like, oh, I was crying to you. I'm like, oh my God, I'm, I can't do this. It's so hard. Even though I had all the fire in me, like I was, it was just so hard to grow and like nobody was following me and I, I was barely making a lot of uh, money. And, and I was like, I was telling you, oh, I really wanted to niche down to do diastasis recta. I wanted to share more contents of that. And I, I remember you're like, oh, why do you need to share that? Who knows about diastasis recta? And I say this not to say you're bad, but like I'm just saying that for, for those who are listening, it's like, yeah, the coach can tell you something, but you also wanted to make sure you, you have thought, you have mind, you think, you have thinking, like you wanted to follow the, what felt true to you, what you're, what you really desire to do. And so even though you told me like, oh, don't do that, Becky, like, oh, that stays is like, nobody knows, you should just share more general about motherhood and stuff like, like that. I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Like so many more people know about motherhood. So, so, I mean, I did thought about it and then, but somehow just some, for something like my heart just continued to let me to do more diastasis recti, that kind of path where, because it's actually really true to where I was at. I really wanted to help other moms because I know a lot of the other moms don't even know about this and they think that this is just normal after having a baby to have a belly, maybe just fat or whatever. They didn't know that there was such a name to this condition. So I I, I knew that I could actually help other people. So I, so th- I just started, kept sharing it and then and then a year and a half later I started really shift gear and wanted to create something else other than Beachbody to create a program and I just dabbled into that and then and then yes and then we can talk more about into that pathway but that's really my story how it turned into from just working out and Beachbody and doing that to doing into something more specific. I love that. And I love, love, love that you followed your heart and just trusted your gut and your intuition. And my advice to you at that time was really like for Beachbody, focusing on diastasis recti is going to be difficult, but you took that and you're like, no, this is my passion. And you went off and created your own thing with that, which I think is genius as you know, I've been for years, I've been talking about pivoting and 
I think that network marketing is such a great place to start a business. Like it's a business in a box. It teaches you the foundations, it teaches you social media and how to sell. It gives you the confidence, introduces you to personal development. And for some people, yeah, they want to stay in network marketing forever. That's their thing. That's their passion. But for other people, they kind of outgrow it. And you and I were two that outgrew it. And we were like, we want to do our own things. And so I'm all about pivoting. If you want to stay where you are, that's totally fine. But if you're listening to this and you're in network marketing and you're like, I feel like called to do something else, there's no reason why you shouldn't because you could be so much more successful by really honing in on your own passions and skills and story and creating your own thing. If you want to take your own story, experience, or passion and turn it into a wildly profitable course, just like Becky, then watch my free masterclass where I am going to teach you how to figure out what your topic should be, what your story or experience really is, and how you can turn that into a course to help others. You'll also learn how to build a list of buyers, create the course, sell it, and then turn it into a passive income machine. So if you would love to take what you've learned, what you've lived through, and create something that will help others, but also pay you every single day, watch my free masterclass. So Becky, tell us how you pivoted out of Beachbody to create your own thing on diastasis recti. Yeah, so I... um that's a really great question. So to think back about it, I think it was because of my condition. So I started to really study and educate myself on diastasis because Beachbody, there's nothing about diastasis. They have postpartum program, but it's a really general guidance. Like you can search YouTube on it and you find it, right? But it's nothing specific to diastasis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's right. why I was hesitant. I was like, oh, and there's nothing in Beachbody for this. Um, so I'm happy that you went out and created your own thing. Go ahead. Yeah. And then, so I, I knew I had to learn about it. So I study, I register myself for courses specifically for it. I learned from experts, learned from physiotherapists on this. And then I realized I started to see, oh, like having a full circle moment where, okay, you know what? having a good fitness routine, having a good nutrition routine is great. However, it's not addressing the root cause of the issues for, for diastasis, this, this particular type of problem. Like you're, like you're doing all this fitness and yeah, you are getting more tone, you're losing some weight, but it's not enough. So I and, it was- Sorry to interrupt you, but can't um, doing ab exercises postpartum actually make it worse? Yeah, I see a lot of posts and things uh, like say about- certain things will make it worse. I would say that if you continuously push yourself over the limits of what you can handle, then yes, then you could make it worse. But the thing is, there's no cookie cutter. There's no one size fits all. Your postpartum, your first postpartum compared to your last postpartum, actually, it felt very different. Maybe after the first postpartum, you are able to do crunches, do plank, and you felt good. No problem, right? But after your fourth postpartum, I'm sure we haven't talked about this, but I think I, I could only imagine you feel a lot looser in your tummy. Uh, you feel that you are not able to do a lot of things that you once used to. You feel that the core is weaker now. So if you are continuously to push yourself to do crunches and to do plank and stuff like that, and you, you're bulging 
uh, that's kind of the terms that we use in the eye spaces. Your, your belly is bulging or you're doming, like you're making a weird shape on your tummy. Then yeah, you're putting a lot of pressure on your tummy. Then that could worsen your situation. Not just the core making you look, more, you look even more pregnant, but it could cause problems like back pain or leaking issues, uh, right? Those are the problems that we don't want to have, not just the aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, go ahead, sorry. No, no problem. No, that's and you're right. Like, oh, things are a lot looser after four. I distinctly remember after my third, which was my first C-section, trying to do a plank and I couldn't even get into the, and this was like 12 weeks postpartum. It's like I rushed to get back in shape, but I couldn't even do a, I couldn't even get into the plank position. And I remember just crying being like, I will never get my ab strength back. But uh, then I was like, okay, I really need to be cognizant that like things were just ripped open. And, um, I knew you and knew I had learned from you and your own experience, but go ahead and tell us about your evolution. Sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, so the subsequent pregnancy usually make your, your body's weaker. And then your third one was C-section. So, so yeah, definitely a lot. I mean, our, our body is a miracle. Woman's body is seriously a miracle. Um, I kind of forgot what, where we were at. <laughs> I think I, okay. You know what? I was studying, I was educating myself. Um, and so while I was educating myself, I wanted to like run kind of like a test group free to see if I could actually help people, right? I, I'd been posting and I've been sharing my journey, but I've never really actually helped other people, uh, as in more a, where I am doing the, the teaching, the coaching, and not from a program where I just sell them the program and they do it from, but I really wanted to see if my skills and my knowledge can help somebody. And surely it did. Uh, like I had a group of, I think 10 ladies or something that they just joined for free. And I was like, I, I really wanted to make you guys good and wanted to test out this to see if I could help you guys. So for those who might be starting now, if you're listening to this podcast, it's really great for you to like find maybe three to 10 people who you think you could help and see if you can actually help them for those exact especially if you're like oh I don't know if I could help like like I don't know if this is actually going to be helpful for other people like you could find something that is you know find find a few people that are you know you know give them something free uh, you know join this for free and then you could test out your own skill and even if that's where can I started and and so that that was good that gave me some confidence into building something and then so I actually just started with building like a $27 sort of like a uh, like a course ish with some bonuses and stuff like that. I, I think selling low ticket program for me was very, very hard because you have to have a really sizable audience in order for you to really sell to them. Otherwise, you have to, I think, from my experience, is that you have to run a lot of ads into it. And I didn't have the budget for it. I was like just a one woman show. I did everything myself. I was already busy enough doing like content and all of that. And so I, it was very hard to sell that $27 program, I would say. Um, but that's where I started anyways. I love that you brought this up because I always, people always want to default to cheaper. They think it's easier to sell something that's cheaper. And I always say it's actually easier to sell things that are a little bit more expensive because you have to sell less. It takes just as much energy to sell something that's low ticket as it does to sell something that's high ticket, just the same amount of energy. 
but you have to sell so many more low ticket offers to make what you could make with one higher ticket offer. And then you also, I always talk about um, price value bias. So if something is cheap, people are immediately going to think that it's not worth their time because, oh, it's cheap. You know, you get what you pay for. So they're not going to show up or they're not going to be inclined to buy because they're going to think, oh, it's not really going to do anything for me. But when they see a higher price ticket, they're going to be like, oh, okay, that's really going to do it for me. So I like that you bring that up because so many people think I'm just going to stick with something super cheap and that's going to be easy to sell. And it's not. You definitely have to have higher volume. Um, okay. So you started by creating that and tell us now about how you grew your social media, which you've blown up on social media and you have a higher ticket course, what that looks like. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, um, growing my audience was definitely, uh, it's, it's like online, especially. So I use Instagram a lot. It's like an ever changing platform. It's really different and you might not even feel it as you go through it like I felt like it it really it has to hit me before I realized oh things worked last month or last year doesn't work now and I'll give you some specific example but you know the premises of growing your audience your content has to be good if your content sucks nobody will read it like maybe like six seven years ago you post anything people will read it but it's different nowadays everybody is bombarded with lots of different posts different creatives and like it's it's just really hard to catch people's attentions but like you know five years ago let's say you know when i really first started posting on social media i did a lot of lifestyle posts it was it was a lot of the posts that you know you taught us to post lifestyle you know the post with your kids working out and you know some motivational quotes and i mean i think those did fine and and i think that's where i had to start anyways so I, it was good and it actually got me to reflect on some of the things that like some of my own stories and be, and turning that into some motivation i thought that was really cool for personal development wise for myself um but but the premises of growing your audience has to be good content so like the content uh, for me that worked, worked really well has been carousel post so like a 10 post of something that is educational, that you educate the audience that you're helping in bite size, like really bite sized chunk where they each slide, they learn a little bit and overall in 10 slides or last nine slide, they learn quite a bit. And then also real has been a thing in the last couple of years, but in the beginning it wasn't like that, right? So I really have to think about what the trend is. However, that trend might not be your trend. So like if I post reels every day, it, I, I don't think I would be growing. People would just wipe out. <laughs> like they like, who is this like Asian person here like dancing around and lip syncing? Like, I don't think anybody would watch me. Like I, can, I can't, I just don't have the charisma to do that compared to other, other people. And then so like, it, but what really worked well was that carousel and I think for me too I wanted to be able to show my expertise because I was telling you that um, I was studying and I was educating myself and I was learning all of these on my own as well like um, uh, incorporating into my own uh, transformation experience and helping others so like, I wanted to showcase that I know this stuff I am the expert in this stuff and I need to prove to myself that I know my stuff and I, I know my, my, my stuff so that my imposter syndrome doesn't overrule me all the time because I kept telling myself, who is this person? Like, who are you? Like, uh, like why do I need to listen to you than so-and-so? Like, so-and-so is so much more better than you. Like, I'm sure we all have that kind of imposter syndrome. And it was really hard at times, but if you 
showcase your experience, if you start talking about what you know and what you learn and then share about that, people will start responding to you. And then so that way, um, it helps with some of the tractions. It shows that, oh, I know these stuff and people responding and people are DMing me and asking me questions. That's already proving that, oh, you know, I, I am actually growing some authority here. And, and so that helps, that, that content part has helped. But what really has helped, and I would say might not help now, but like a couple of years ago, it helped was a shout out. So I go to a lot of motherhood pages there are a lot of motherhood pages just post funny memes and like just funny quotes and you know just motherhood in general and i would pay you know five dollar ten dollar twenty dollar to put my post on their page so they have like a hundred thousand two hundred three hundred thousand dollar uh 200k audience and they would be able to see my post and those people would be curious in oh wow um, it's not just a belly, it's actually something called diastasis recta. And so it intrigues them to come to my posts, I come to my account and follow me. So that actually had worked really well for maybe about one and a half year. And that's really grow a bulk of my audience. And I even, so I have like 46K uh, audience in my own personal page, Instagram. But also at that time, I saw how well these motherhood pages did. I started growing a separate page, Tummy Warrior using that kind of method where I am posting motherhood, posting some of my transformation, posting other stuff and just funny stuff. And then that page grew to almost 100K audience. And so that was really cool. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. Like I can actually even use that page to like, you know, make some money of it. I didn't, but like, but like I wanted to just having another page, you know, I know you had this experience where like you, like your whole account shut down and like, it's like so crazy. I don't know how you did it. I, I, I'm just, I was still so impressed with that story where like you were launching something and all of it, all of a sudden your account shut down and you, you made a comeback for uh, for it. And then, so I, I was thinking about that and I, so I have a separate account and also I do have an email list, um, maybe 10,000 people on the list. And then, so I've been growing it with different content. So yeah, Instagram is my main platform, but I also use Pinterest and I also have a blog um that was more like a couple of years ago but you know pinterest the pin stays on there it, it it helps to attract audience and so they come into my email list or come into my world at least um so that's how i grew my audience and then lately you know as you as you learn as you grow and i think it's a whole journey where it's not just doing the same thing repetitively you need to pivot and grow and being that person you want to be. And for me, one of my goals is to be able to share my story with the world that, you know, there is help for diastasis recti. You know, surgery is not the only option. Tummy tuck is not the only options to heal it. And you can absolutely heal it with exercises, with nutrition. I wanted to share that part because just way too many people don't even know about this thing exists. And then so one of my thing was like, I wanted to just be able to spread my story, public speak a bit, because public speak, you know, you see me might be pretty confident now. Like I cannot speak it like, like it was just so embarrassing the first time I spoke on the looking, at, you know, holding that phone, talking to myself. <laughs> It was just so funny. Um, it was just so nerve wracking before. But one of the things was that I wanted to grow to that person. And so I started pitching some medias to uh, get me onto some TV shows. 
So lately, actually the last month, I was able to go on uh, CTV. CTV is our main news station channel in Canada. Here is the biggest news news station channels here in Canada. And I was able to go on not just CTV, but CTV National. So I was on the national news at prime time at 7.30 to talk about diastasis recti, share my story. And I thought that was the most amazing thing ever. Uh, it was just so cool to be able to do that. Um, and yeah, and uh, here I am. Oh, Becky, oh, I am just beaming with pride right now. I'm just so happy for you. And I'm looking at your Instagram accounts right now. Um, you guys, like Becky started with zero. We all started with zero. And she grew to 46.5 thousand followers on her personal page. And she's at 99,000. So can we all follow her? Can we get her to 100,000? Can we all do that and support her? Um, so you don't monetize this page that's almost at 100,000? Do you, you never talk about your programs here? Uh, I do. So I do talk about okay. my program there. I talk over the page. Well, what do you, what I meant by that was like, I was mainly just growing the audience with motherhood, memes and like funny stuff. But I think in the last one year, it doesn't really grow anymore. That method doesn't really work anymore. So I just kind of took over the page to really just uh, talk about my coaching program and how I help other people. Perfect. So do you post the same content on both your personal and your, I'm gonna call this your business page? Yeah, no. So the business page is really just for uh, like uh, for people when when it comes to my page, it's like all transformations okay. before and after photos. Because people seeing is believing, yeah. seeing makes them inspire, seeing is like everything. People just want to look good and look have a flat tummy and like yeah. that's who doesn't want that, right? So I post them that oh, it is possible, and this is our these are my clients. So that's more that pages for now. It's mostly transformation. My mm -hmm. personal page still consists of educational, some personal contents behind the scene and transformation and 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 you know anything I wanted to post. Yeah, I love I could just am so amazed. Like you have blown up and you're on national news stations. This is just incredible. I am just so proud of you. Um, okay, so your so your program now is more one-on-one -on -one coaching high ticket one-on-one -on -one coaching that's right mm -hmm. and um okay talk about your um I mean you talked a little bit about imposter syndrome but what I really want people to know is that like you didn't just stop showing up like you still were posting on social media and sharing your story while you were going to these courses that you signed up for and educating yourself, you, so many people think like, I can't talk about this until I figure it all out until I get, go through this course until I get this certification. But you really did a beautiful job of just share, documenting it all, going through it and moving forward. There was no pause. You never said like, I'm just going to wait. You just kept going. And that's how you built this momentum. So can you talk to us about how you overcame that imposter syndrome and just kept moving? Yeah, if you wait until you succeed, there's so much missed opportunities are there. You know how many times I go back to four years ago, three years ago, and repost those workout stories on my current page? And so many people can rel relate to me because I had a baby at that time. I don't have a baby anymore. My kids are five and seven now. And I had a baby. and people 
in my niche are new moms or moms probably under two years postpartum. They relate so much to those stories where I was fat, I was jiggling, I was running around. I just looked like a hot mess at that time. Like, I, I love how you describe yourself. <laughs> <laughs> If, if, if I didn't have those stories, people would have believed me. I would even think that people, oh, like she just cheated to get her way up there. Or like she just, um, maybe it's a book smart thing, right? It's Or not- it's genetics. Like she just is, she didn't gain. There's those women that just like, they don't even look like they had a baby. That's right. That is right. And I don't want people to know. And that's why I kept sharing my story too. Like, oh, I didn't know about diastasis. I was just a typical skinny Asian woman. I knew nothing, but I didn't have to go to the gym. I didn't gain weight. I, you know, those kind of story. But but at one point, I, I was not like that. I, I really gained a lot of weight. And so it's it, it would be a, such a missed opportunity if you don't share anything until you think you know it. But because the thing is, if you know, you think you know, you still actually don't really know everything. It's just so hard. When do you know you know everything? You don't know. So like you have to keep sharing it. You just need to be a few steps ahead of other people. That's all you need. You need to just be a, a few steps ahead of other people so you share what you, you know now and you kept sharing what you learn because you grow. The thing with imposter syndrome is that you need to continue growing your mindset, your education, your skills. You need to help people, of course. If you don't help people, if you get no results, you know, nobody will buy from you. But of course, you need to help people, whether it's free, whether it is paid, right? Whatever you can get the results. You show those results. When you hear people say that, wow, you transformed my life. Like I look amazing, I look really good. My my child can bounce on my tummy without feeling pain. I feel so good. I have a really good relationship with my family, my husband. Like these are the words that you wanted to hear. And you know that you can change somebody's life. And this is concrete right? You are real. You're the real deal here. And you don't just go there to get that. Like, how are you going to get people? How are you going to get clients like that? Like nobody will, right? Unless you're a doctor, unless you are like, you know, people just come to you because you have a practice, but it'd be different, right? You, you, you are starting from really from your own experience or from something you know you're passionate about. So you need to share. You don't need to be ahead of by, by them by a lot. You just need to be ahead of them by a little bit and share what you know. Yes. And be brave enough to share you at every stage. So a few things here. I love the, just the terms that you use, like fat, jiggly, chubby. And I think to some people that might be like, oh, that's offensive. But that, and you said people want to look good. People want to have flat stomachs. And I always say too often in marketing, we use this flowery language because we want to be like PC. We don't want to offend mm-hmm. anybody, but then it doesn't resonate with anybody because it's too generic. It's too general. And really what you want to realize is that people are really like salt conceited and people just want to look good, especially for those of you in like the fitness era, <laughs> the fitness industry. Um, Like Becky said, they want a flat stomach. They want to look good. So Becky does such a good job of just saying like, I was fat, I was chubby and I was jiggly. I so relate. Every word she she just said, I'm like, that's me right now. And <laughs> I totally feel that. Um, and I want a flat stomach. I was just, I caught a video of myself where I was like, oh, wow, my legs are looking good, but wow, my stomach is like hanging over. I didn't even know it looked like that. So I still look pregnant. Like I so relate to that. So in your marketing, be sure that you are using very specific language and terminology. Do market research. Make sure you get your ideal client's words. What are they actually using to describe themselves and their problems? And then use those words. Use that language. Stop trying to like 
I was talking to somebody else who's a fitness trainer and she was like, you know, I live in like the most woke area of California and me telling people that like they can have a lifted butt, like will offend people. And I'm like, they are, they are, they are not your people. Like, do not worry about those people. The women who want to have a lifted butt, they're going to come to you when you start talking about having a lifted butt, not like, oh, be in your best, be, be healthy and feel good. Like who, nobody really actually wants that. Um, they want like, they want to have a flat stomach and they want to feel, they want to be sexy. So anyway, I love that Becky, but you showed up, like you showed yourself in videos back then you didn't wait. And so many people think, oh, I have to wait to show myself on camera because God forbid anybody see me looking chubby or jiggly. And I'm supposed to be like this fitness coach. I have to wait till my stomach is flat because nobody's going to want to hire me if I still have this belly. But that is actually so detrimental. You have to show yourself at the beginning. You have to document your own journey so you have that proof. And now Becky can pull out that con content from years ago to be like, look, I was exactly where you are. If she didn't document that, if she didn't share that, and she just showed up today as like, look at me as this fit little tiny Asian woman, people would be like, yeah, well, you never struggled. You never had a belly. You, you don't even know what it's like. But she can be like, oh, but I do. Right. Yes. And I wanted to add to um, the, you know, what you were saying about the marketing and messaging about, uh, you know, don't use the language that is jiggly and flabby. You know, a lot of the motherhood or postpartum people say, you just had a baby. Give yourself grace. Give yourself time. Give yourself grace. And, and I don't oppose to this 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 sentence. I think we definitely need to give ourselves some grace, some time to heal. However, I always say that, and if you are having a tough time with your marketing language, I was thinking about it for a long time. If you are not happy with the way you are, giving yourself grace is just an excuse. Oh, like preach. you can change it. So, sorry. No, preach. Like, go, go ahead. I love this. Yeah, it, it's, it's just, I guess you're, you're just saying that because everybody is saying that. Give yourself grace. Oh, you had nine months, had a baby, nine months out, like you need nine months. Like, But if you're truly not happy with the way you are, if you're truly not happy with the way you look, with the way you feel, you know, you are peeing your pants, you are like not able to do all the th fun stuff with your kids, your back is hurting. That's not okay. How are you going to give yourself grace? Like it's, it's, you just have to admit it. I, 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 you know, you just have to be straightforward about it. Like, so that's the thing with a lot of the social media, the people are just like, oh, you know, it's just such a soft language because they, I, I get it. It's a very vulnerable stage after having a baby. People, mental states are not really there and they are like dealing with so much things going on with the newborn and motherhood and I get that but at the same time I, I really have to be honest with you like you know if you're not okay admit it you're not okay you know you need to get some help like don't 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 give yourself excuses and and that's why sometimes I, I see moms are three four years postpartum and they're still exactly in the same shape and they're still very miserable but if they just started earlier think of all these times maybe they could have pictures with their baby because they are afraid to take picture with the babies because of how they look. So, so think about it when you're doing about marketing, like for your audience actually, is that like don't be afraid of using those language because that's exactly what they need to hear, and other people don't say it, you say it. Yes, the secret to marketing is really saying what everybody is thinking but is too afraid to actually say, and if you can start saying that stuff 
that's how you're going to really stand out and and blow up. So I love that bravery. Um, and yeah, with my first baby, I I was very anxious to get back and lose the weight. But then with my second and third, I was like, eh, I don't really care. I'm going to give myself grace. Like, uh, And then when I got pregnant with my fourth and hadn't lost any of the weight from my third, I was like, oh, shit's got to change. Like I am done. Like, and now I'm trying to be hot, rich mom summer, you know, like every day, like my, I'm like, I got to, I got to make, I got to be sexy. Right. I'm trying to be a hot mom, not a flabby mom. I'm done being the flabby mom. I was that for a few years and it did not feel good for the past few years. I did not feel good. I gave myself grace, but I just was always embarrassed and just felt blah. And now I feel amazing. So mm -hmm. Becky, I love you feel that. amazing. You make more money, you know, you yeah. level up. Yeah. It truly impacts every area of your life. It's crazy. So Becky, um, you have shared so much with us. I, I mean, there's so many nuggets in here of how to take your own story. What I'm always preaching to people is you have a story to share. You've lived through something that you can monetize that you can teach and help others with. And that's such a great reward, right? Is helping other people. And getting that feedback of like, oh my gosh, this helps so much. I feel, you know, whatever the result is, if you can help someone else. And I always say, it's like a moral obligation. If you know something, why are you gatekeeping it? Why are you keeping it to yourself when you could be helping other people and you could mm -hmm. be making money off of it? It's a no brainer to me. So Becky is was just a mom and struggled with this figured it out, learned about it. And now she's making bank from it, ladies. Okay. So do not sleep on your own stories, experiences, struggles, what you've been through. And sorry, my phone is dinging. I thought I had it on silent. Sorry to everybody who's hearing that noise. Um, and then figure out what is working on Instagram at that time. I love that Becky gave us a progression of like, this worked a few years ago. It's not working anymore. And you have to be so cognizant of that. I think so many people are caught, you know, they're like, it's still 2016 and they're doing what people did in 2016, or they're doing what, what was working on Instagram when reels first came out and Instagram was prioritizing reels. Now mm -hmm. they're not anymore. Mm -hmm. So you have to be constantly on your toes, switching things up, um, and figuring out what works and then moving in that direction and being brave enough to keep showing up as you're learning, as you're going through it, as you're not your perfect self, just like Becky did. So Becky, thank you. Tell us about the freebie that you um, are giving to the audience. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. Yeah, for sure. So uh, as you can tell from this episode, I help new moms or moms who have diastasis recti to get strong, get fit, feeling like themselves again. Um, so I help you to heal it by going through nutrition's exercises and having the accountability to keep you in a structured manner where uh, I will tell you whether you're doing the exercises right or not. So it is a one-on-one -on -one coaching program where I will have an intimate relationship with you, <laughs> fitness-wise. Talk and, about peeing uh, your pants, you know, all that kind of good, good stuff. Like that's the thing, right? Like, I'm not going to tell you, oh, actually, yesterday I peed my pants. I'm not going to tell you that. Like, who's going to be, like, even if we are so super close, it's such an embarrassing thing yeah. to talk about it, mm -hmm. right? It, it's not, nobody will tell you stuff like that. And so, well, I am your coach. So, like, if you are having these kind of issues, you reach out to me. But first of all, maybe you can take a look and see if you have diastasis recti yourself first. Just too many people think it's just, just, just belly fats, but it's not. Um, so it's a simple self-check where you just lay down on the floor, do a mini crunch and put your fingers on the belly. 
if you have diastasis recta, you'll be able to fill a gap. But I will show you visually and in a video how to do it. So if you just go to actually show notes below, you will see my guide, my free guide, 11 pages. I'll show you how to do it and then how to start healing it. So uh, so you can go there. Uh, and um, you can also follow me on Instagram, right? W, uh, Becky Choi underscore to look at that. I have a lot of uh, carousel posts I was telling you about uh, on mini, mini educational series on how to help you to get started. I, I totally forgot your questions. <laughs> no, that, that, you're good. Um, yeah, your free guide. So in the show notes, you can find Becky's free guide. And I'll also link her two Instagram accounts. And maybe her Pinterest account too. You can send me your Pinterest link. I can link that as well if people want to follow you. But follow Becky, Becky Choi underscore, and then Tummy Warrior. Let's get her to 100K because she deserves it. That is amazing. But Becky, thank you so much for being here and sharing not only the diastasis recti information and tips, but the business tips. Like you've given us so much. Thank you. That was so much fun. Like I was dying to share that with you. <laughs> Don't get enough chance, you know, because my me, I'm not business coach, right? I don't get to share about that business part a lot. Uh, you know, I have a business coach, but like, I, I, so I only talk to him or, you know, some of my colleagues in the group about it, but I don't get to share that part outside too much. So it's actually very refreshing for me to share this part. And especially going back to that long ago where, you know, you started with me in the first place. And that was just like really good uh, memories laying down the memory lane to like go back and wow, you know, it's been five years, five years, yeah. it took five years. I mean, it really took me three years, I would say to really see that takes off. Mm -hmm. It's it's gonna take that long, right? Yes. It will. Yeah, I always say plant the seeds, water them, keep giving it sunlight and then it, it they'll, they'll sprout. But you can't just keep digging them up and being like, are they growing? Are they growing? No, you have to be patient. It takes time. Good things take time. If you build things too quickly and you have explosive growth, you're not going to be able to maintain it. You're not going to be able to sustain that. You're not going to know what to do and things will crumble. I've seen that happen. So I love this. Thank you so much, Becky. Thank you so much for having me, Ashley. If you want to know what is working in social media right now, just as Becky said, things are constantly changing, then the Making Millions membership is for you. Every single month, I give you a new training based on what is happening in the social media and online space. And I tell you exactly what to do in order to see growth, not only in your follower number, but in your bank account. It's all about taking action and making sales. In addition to monthly trainings, you also get a monthly content plan. I deliver this weekly, so everything is very timely and relevant. Plus, we have monthly Q&As, work sessions, and an entire library of bonus trainings designed to help you build a brand and a business that you love and grows effortlessly. So join us in the Making Millions membership if you want your business to take off.